Welcome to a new edition of the Neon Jazz Interview Series with Portland-based jazz singer, songwriter, and educator, Anandi. She talked about her latest 2023 CD called A Better Way. Born in Los Angeles to a singer-songwriter and a jazz drummer, she ended up in Nova Scotia where she studied vocal jazz performance at St. Francis Xavier University. After a stint working at Rounder Records in Boston and singing her original songs around Boston and New York City, she moved back to Portland after bearing live witness to the 9-11 attacks in downtown New York. After releasing three independent albums of original songs, she turned her attention to jazz and she's never looked back. We cover some good ground in this interview. Enjoy. Thank you for taking a minute out for Neon Jazz today. I appreciate it. My pleasure. So I want to begin our conversation before we get into what you're doing these days, a better way, everything that's going on. I want to know, as an artist, how did you survive the last three and a half years of the pandemic? And how has it changed you now that we've kind of come out and things are happening? Well, COVID actually was really good for me, aside from the fact that I got COVID, I think, three times or four times, something outrageous. And actually, COVID, speaking of COVID, um, I had a really, uh, I had it at the end of August and I was, got severely dehydrated and fell on my foot. I broke my foot and then I had foot surgery (laughs) in September, which I've been kind of coming back from ever since. So COVID has been interesting, but it was also really great for me. Um, you know, when, when we were really in the thick of it, because, um, I, I was able to transition to more teaching. I love teaching. So that's how I made it through COVID. <laughs> yeah, I got it. And, you know, so, I was making this album too. So that that's my next question. How good does it feel to have new material out and to kind of just kind of be back into it? Well, it feels great. I mean, I took kind of a long hiatus between original albums because I was performing mainly as a jazz vocalist. <clears throat> and so I had released several jazz albums before now releasing another uh, album of originals, which I had, which was long overdue. Right. So I guess that is kind of the lead in what, what was kind of the artistic vision for this project? Well, it was kind of a happy accident actually, because when I was working with Red Goble, who uh, you may or may not know, um, he uh, produced the album and he's uh, an accomplished artist on his own, in his own right. He's also toured with uh, Gino Vanelli and, and um, another um, great jazz acts. Um, but he, I, I had been, rec- I had been working with a producer in New York because I had been living in New York um, in most of the nineties. And um, I was wanted to make a scratch track for him I'd like some demo tracks and I went to Greg's to make those demo tracks. And then Greg made basically made a couple of those songs into full fledged produced, produced songs. And then I was like, dang, I like that. So then I, that, then I didn't look back. So I was like, well, I don't need to send my stuff to Brooklyn. I can just do it here. Yeah. <laughs> so, so what are you hoping the listener gets from this album? Um, I mean, the album is, uh, there's a lot of really slow songs. Greg and I were like, well, we kind of need uh, kind of something a little bit more upbeat. So we did a cover, one cover, which was uh, Jim Pepper's Witchy Taito, which has um, been recorded by many, many, many artists. He was a Native American, um, uh, Native American um, jazz musician, saxophone player. 
And um, so anyway, that's my long way of saying a lot of the songs are very introspective. Um, some of them, there wasn't really a main theme per se, but they were all um, very, I would say probably on the quieter side compared to some of my original music, some of my other albums. Yeah. Um, and, you know, I talk a lot about relationships as most people, a lot of people write about love, but then I also have uh, the title track Better Way, which is about, which speaks to um, homelessness, which is something that's really uh, an issue at, in Portland and, and all over the country, uh, it seems like. Um, from my observation, but um, so Better Way kind of sets the tone, actually sets the tone for all of the material, which says, hey, don't give up, right? You know, just let's, um, you know, don't give on, up on people, don't give up on relationships. Um, there's a better way. And so, um, but in particular, the title track speaks to us kind of looking at ourselves and saying, how are we relating to people who are not, who are struggling in society? You know, how are we, how are we actually relating to people? Um, are we just trying to not see them or are we, do we look down on them or we, can we look at them with compassion and empathy? So you were born in LA, raised in Portland. Talk to me a little bit about how you got into jazz. How did this become your life? Yeah. Um, so my dad is a jazz drummer in Portland. And um, so he actually, well, he, he was, you know, he, he grew up with the, the big band era and he was really into Charlie Parker and stuff. And he, he, um, he ended up moving to New York and that's how he and my mom got together because my mother's a New Yorker. And um, then they then they went out to L.A. And um, after they split up, I came to Portland with my dad. And he there's a really strong jazz scene here. Yeah. And um, this so this the way my dad tells it, he he actually stopped playing traps when he uh, when fusion came because he he wanted he didn't really he, you know he was kind of old school. And so he, instead of playing fusion stuff, he played, um, he went to Latin jazz. So I grew up uh, basically listening to Latin jazz, Tito Puente, Eddie Palmieri, yeah, my whole life. <laughs> and then he had a huge record collection. So I um, uh, grew up on all the, all the classic singers, you know, Sarah Vaughn and Dinah Washington, um, all of them, Ella. And so... That's how I got into jazz. I was singing. I was singing in a jazz choir in college, and in, in, in high school actually, I went to a college, did a college course, and then I ended up taking um, studying jazz in college for two years um, in vocal performance, and then, yeah. Yeah. What was the first live jazz show that you saw that blew you away? First one, well, I saw Betty Carter in wow. New York. That was really a trip because yeah. the way she performs, <laughs> you know, I don't know if you know this, but she, 
opens her mouth very big. And, you know, it's, she, her, face, her face was very expressive and it just kind of blew me away because she could create these sounds that nobody else could make. Yeah, That was a great show. Um, I also am a huge fan of Dakota Staten. I saw her in New York as well. Yeah. Um, let's see. Well, I've seen Branford Marsalis. I love him. Yeah. And um, God, I mean, I've seen a lot of jazz shows. <laughs> Diane, I'm a big um, uh, fan of um, Diane Reeves. Yeah. Um, and I've seen her in more recent times. Wonderful. Um, yeah. Yeah, that's an that's quite a list. So you know, you've been at this for some time. What do you love the best about being? in the jazz world, being a singer, performing, recording, all of these aspects, what do you look forward to the most? Mm -hmm. Yeah, well, I was talking about Portland as a, as a really big jazz scene. I, I know that there's pockets of jazz scenes. I know I've heard that Kansas City has a really good one. And yeah, um, where are you? Where are you at? I'm in Kansas City. Kansas City. Yeah, yeah I heard that yeah. Kansas City has a really good one. Yeah, it does. Um, but yeah, I mean, there's pockets everywhere. Um, and I, I mean, you know, jazz is a conversation. So I really like the way people support each other here, both, uh, you know, personally, but also musically. And, um, I, when I was, uh, releasing my original, my CDs of original music, and I was trying to tour a little bit, but me and just a guitar was so kind of sad and depressing to me. I couldn't do it. I just couldn't like just drive with me and my little guitar and play my, you know, play my show. I, I like having a combo a trio and, and I actually have um, a, a larger band for my better way band. So, you know, um, so I, I realized that as a singer songwriter, I needed really needed that conversation. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. so you've clearly seen a lot of, high caliber acts in your life. You've been around a lot of players. What do you try to impart on young players, the younger musicians you get around? What do you want them to understand about this world of, of jazz music? Uh, well, I do teach a lot of young musicians, <laughs> <laughs> but I don't know if we've ever had that conversation. Uh, uh, you know, because we don't really talk about the philosophy so much, just sort of the music, the how-tos. But um, I, I think that, you know, it's a journey. I think that mostly I would just say don't, don't let, you know, one day be uh, the indicator for you as far as success. You know, you just, you have to develop experience and, um both on your instrument and, but also just like, I mean, the music industry is kind of harrowing to be honest. <laughs> so, you know, I mean, just think about your music and then the rest will follow if you're, if you're true to yourself. Yeah. So at the end of the day, why do you love jazz? Uh, I love jazz because when I forget my words, I know I can always scat. <laughs> I like kidding. it. I'm just kidding. No, I think that's great. <laughs> <laughs> and it's okay because it's jazz. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's improv. Yeah. Uh, um, I like, I mean, I like the, harmon the, the uh, harmonic sophistication of jazz. I'm really drawn to that. Um, I like that it's a big 
it's a big basket or I don't know what the saying is. It's a big, uh, it's very inclusive in terms of, you know, jazz has really included a lot of the um, Latin um, music and folkloric music even, you know, um, it can hold everything. Um, but, you know, I think a lot of people, my understanding from what I've gathered is just from listening to different people is that jazz and this rings true for me as well, that jazz is um, the, 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 the thing that defines jazz is improvisation. And so um, I think, you know, if you listen to my better way album, you'll notice that Greg, even though there, you know, some of the tunes are sort of on the pop side, you know, it's not strictly jazz, the way that, I mean, Greg will play a solo on it and it's jazz, <laughs> you know, because of that, like I said, that harmonic sophistication and that um, uh, rhythmic kind of element. So. So of all of the did things. Did I answer your question? Yeah, you certainly did. You certainly <laughs> okay. did. So of all of the things that you've done so far professionally in, the, in, in, in your career, what are you the proudest of? Well, my, my recordings are my babies. I don't have children, you know, so, yeah. uh, you know, I think that um, just knowing that, especially my original music, you know, they're, they were sort of therapeutic in a way. And, but, and so I hope that the, the messages that are there can also be helpful for other people. Um, what am I most proud of? I, I just think that I'm, I'm glad that I'm not, you know, working side jobs anymore, you know, that I can just be really in the music. I'm proud that I was able to get there, you know. Um, and um, yeah, I'm proud of the people that I worked with. I've worked with some amazing musicians, Randy Porter, Greg Goebel, um, locally, the, uh, Dave Captain, John Stoll, guitarist. I work with him a lot. Um, I'm proud of, of, of the people that I've been able to work with. Yeah. Right on. So everyone has a perception of you, family, friends, fans, students, but you ultimately run the show. What's your perception of you? Who do you think you are? Mm, wow. You asked the deep question. <laughs> this is the deepest one. Sue. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so who am I? Hmm. Um, well, I've just, just the first thing that came to my mind, which was kind of a funny thought, which is that I've always looked really young. And now as I'm getting older, I'm, you know, I'm thinking, I, I think, I think that how you phrased it, you know, me thinking about how people, uh, uh, perceive me and how I perceive myself. I guess I, per I perceive that um, I am not young anymore, <laughs> but I'm young at heart. I think that's the thing is I always feel sort of like this childlike nature, this feeling of being inquisitive and curious about everything. And so, you know, no matter what age I get, that's kind of like the, the guiding light. <laughs> yeah. yeah, for sure. That was a hard question. 
Yeah, it is a hard question. So I'm going to give you a, my final one is an easy one. Okay. Where's the best right. place to pick up the new album? Any of your previous albums? Find out about shows. Anything about your world? Where can they go? Okay. Well, I am the envy of about a million um, Indians, like as in India, yeah. uh, because I am the proud owner of www.anandi.com. A-N-A-N-D-I. And you probably read the bio. Anandi means um, bliss in Sanskrit. So it's an Indian name. So when I pass on, some Indian is going to be really happy to get that website. (laughs) (laughs) No doubt. Um, I'm also on Facebook. I have a Facebook page. I don't know what the name of it is. but um, And then I have a YouTube channel and Bandcamp. No, not Bandcamp. Um, Band. What was that? There's another one that has lists, gigs, and stuff. But I list all my shows on my website. And then my music is everywhere where yep. you can buy music on the internet. Okay, excellent. This has been wonderful. Yes. Thank you so much for your time today. Thanks for talking about yeah. your life and music and the album. Best of luck with it. Thank you so much. You <laughs> yeah, take care absolutely. of yourself. Thanks for listening and tuning in to another Neon Jazz interview, where we give you a bit of insight into the finest players and singers in Portland, L.A., New York City, Kansas City, and spots all over the globe, giving fans all that jazz. And thanks to Anandi for her time, energy, and story. If you want to hear more Neon Jazz interviews, you can find us on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. Subscribe to us at YouTube, and for everything Neon Jazz, go to the neonjazz.blogspot.com. Until next time, enjoy the jazz, my friends. Neon Jazz.